Hello everyone. I hope you guys can hear me. Hope you guys can hear me. This is a gospel jazz. I'm going to see how this works for Facebook. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi, hi. Make sure my phone is on because people be calling me all day. Hey, everyone. Listen, I am so hyped. I've been hyped since I woke up this morning. Um, as everybody knows, today is my birthday and I'm extremely excited. I am extremely uh, grateful for today. Like I am super hyped for my birthday. Like it's been the best day. It's been the, I can't, like I can't even put in words how overwhelmed I am with all the calls. The calls started early this morning, all the birthday songs and all the love. Everything on Facebook, I have not been able to respond. But when I get through with this e-talk, I'm going to get on here and respond to each of you because I know that you don't have to be nice to me. And so I am here on today. It is your girl, Bert Bay. Here I am 46 years old. I am excited about turning 46. I'm excited about getting older. I don't know why just something in me change and so i'm just a different person i'm doing different things i'm moving in different directions like i i am i've been feeling grown for a long time but um i used to just celebrate my birthday and now i couldn't i couldn't think no other way but to celebrate myself to celebrate a day that was not promised and still god gave it to me but i'm not going to go too much on my birthday even though i am super super hype about my day like my day been everything everything like all the calls. God exceeded my expectations on today. God blew my mind on today on my birthday. And I am grateful. I can't even talk about it because I probably go somewhere with y'all. But welcome to Eve's Talk. Your sis birthday is today. I am super high. And but I'm not gonna stay long on my birthday again. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and get into these declarations because you know that's why we're here. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I will respond to every birthday, every happy birthday wish on Facebook. 
Um, I just been so busy today. I had so many calls and everything that I just couldn't. I had to do my work. I still went to work today. And so I, I was able to do my work. God blessed me on my job, um, which he do every year. And so I'm super excited about that. And so we're going to come on out with these seven, seven declarations. And, you know, declarations where we speak over our life. We're speaking what God has spoken about our lives, for our lives. And so we're going to do this declaration. I declare God is able to do more than I could ask or think. There is nothing I can think of or ask for what? For that God cannot do. That's what I declare. I declare by his stripes, we are healed. I declare that I will not die, but live to proclaim the goodness of God. I declare God will supply all my needs, all of them. I declare that my children are blessed and great shall be their peace. I declare that I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I declare that I am complete in Christ and the fullness of God dwells in me. Those are our declarations on tonight. And I will begin to talk about our topic on today, uprooting fear to be replanted in faith. And I believe that all of us deal with fear. And I believe that all of us in our lives need to be uprooted from fear. Fear don't never go away. It's not going away until the ends of the earth. It's still here. It is here. But what we do need to know is that it's been defeated. We know that it's here. We know that it's going to be a way of the enemy coming at us. But what we do know, too, so we, we know that fear will be here, but we also know that fear has been defeated. And so today we want to talk about uprooting fear to be replanted in faith. So we got to get to a point of our lives where we move from fear and enter into our faith. Why? Because we are believers. In order for us to believe it, be believers, we had to believe. We have to believe by faith that Jesus came and he died for the remission of our sins. We don't we don't have uh, 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 all the answers to it. But, but by faith, that's what we believe. And because we are believers of Christ, we should not be having roots of fear in our lives. Now, fear is going to come. It's going to tempt us. It's going to it's 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 going to buck up at us. But then in faith. We're going to fight fear, right? So I want to talk about fear because I believe that fear invades our lives in so many different ways. People don't even believe the ways that fear enter into our life. We had um, um, back in my old church and uh, one of my uh, favorite teachers, one of my favorite teachers, I had like really three of them or four of them. One was guy and three women. And one of them was Aunt Didi. She was like one of our spiritual teachers. And we had this book called... Um, I think it was called, uh, let me see. Um, oh, yeah, right here. Spiritual warfare, strong man, his name and what his game is. We had this class, you know, I keep all the books that um, played a, a, a big part in my life, breaking down bondage and um, cycles and patterns and 
uh, pulling and uprooting things out of my life that God says no longer should be there. And so we had this book and we had this class. And in this class, it broke down all these different things that the enemy, the strong man, comes to bind us up with. And the fear was one of them. And so I believe that fear invades our lives in so many different ways. And so... Um, in this book, it talks about all the different ways that fear comes through. It comes through dreams. It comes through experience. It comes from a rejection and a abandonment. It comes through all these different channels of, of our lives. And then it attacks us. It, it stays there to prevent us from moving forward. And so when fear invades our life, it, it, it will begin to attack us. And where do it attack us? At? It attacked us in our mind, in our minds, our wills our emotions, and our bodies. Fear will invade us and, um, and affect our lives. It'll affect our decision-making. It'll affect our relationship, and it affects our health. Fear does. And so that's why it's important that we uproot fear. And I believe that some people don't even realize that a lot of things that they do, every decision they make, even in their relationship, the relationship with their spouses or they their, their significant others, the relationship with their friends, the relationship with their children, the relationship with their parents, re relationship with their families, period, is being controlled by fear in their lives. They don't even see it because fear is sneaky. Fear plays a silent role in our life. A lot of people don't know that because we haven't taken out the time to evaluate what fear looked like. How do fear speak to us? How do fear come in our lives and in our circumstances, in our situation? What sources do fear uses? And so we don't realize that not only fear, fear is not this big thing. When, when the enemy sends something in your ear, it's not real loud. It's not a loud thing. It's just something that you hear in your subconscious. But fear plays a silent role. And it hides itself. It hides itself in our emotions. Fear hides itself in our emotions. Some people have too much emotions and some people are emotionless. Some people, everything, just emotions everywhere. We, we can't make good decisions because our emotions are all over the top or we emotionless. Fear lives behind our circumstances and our experiences or anything that reminds us of it. That's what fear does. It lives behind our experiences and anything that reminds us of it. Fear plays that role. Again, it plays a silent role because it do not want to be exposed. The Bible says that fear is a spirit. That's why God said he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Why do it affect our mind? Because listen, when it affects our mind, it has everything else. It knows that we're not going to have any power. We're not going to be able to operate or to receive the love because this love that God, that this scripture is talking about is the love of Christ. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, the love that comes from God, the love that we're going to talk about in a few minutes that describes what happens when we have that type of love. And so fear hides itself in our emotions. We're evil, overly emotion, emotion. We have over emotions or we're emotionless. 
We over the top with our emotions. Everything upset us. We fear, oh, I can't do this. This gonna we panic. We, everything is a panic. Or we act like don't nothing bother us. We emotionless. But really, that is a response of the fear that we have in our life. And so we we have to get to the point where we know what what fear looked like, so that we can so that we can deal with it. It's, it's silent. It's sneaky. It hides itself. Fear plays that silent role because it does not want to be exposed. Why? Because it's a spirit. No spirit wants to be exposed. I don't care what kind of spirit it is. I don't care if it's a sickness. Anytime you read in the Bible, <laughs> you see that the spirit was, was hidden until the anointing of God was manifested. When the anointing of God filled a room, it irritates the spirits. And so whenever you read the scriptures, you will read about the spirit start screaming or yelling and it exposes itself. Why? Because the, the spirit of God and the spirit of, of any type of spirit, whether it be fear, sickness, it can't dwell in the same place. So one have to be evicted out. And anytime you read the Bible, you read that the spirits was evicted out. That's how we have to look at fear. A lot of times we don't look at fear as a spirit, but it is. And that's why it still stay rooted in us. Um, fear will also give us an incorrect perception and will play out everything in our lives when what we are seeing is, even, is not even there. So it gives us a sense, false, a reality. The things that we're perceiving, the things that we're seeing, it's not even there. It's not even true. Fear. Fear is a liar. I want you to know today that fear is a liar. Fear will lie to you. Fear will tell you that you're not good enough. Fear will tell you um, that God didn't call you, that God can't save you. Fear will tell you that you can't get the job, that you can't start the business. Fear will tell you that you're not good enough. Fear will put, create all these self, uh, self-deprecating thoughts in your mind. Fear is a liar, and that's why it needs to be uprooted out of our lives, out of our situations, out of our circumstances. Fear is a liar. And let me tell you another thing. Not only do fear lie that way, but fear will have you lying. Fear will have you thinking that don't nothing bother you, that, that your life is perfect, that you don't that you don't experience all the other things that other people experience, that you have this perfect life, that you can't receive criticism, can't nobody tell you the truth, can't nobody tell you that, uh, uh, criticize you in a good way to let you know what you're doing is wrong. It'll actually have you thinking that you're perfect. It'll have you lying to yourself because you're afraid of, um, of, 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 of judgment. You're afraid of being found out you're afraid of, of criticism. You try to avoid it. So you play this game like you perfect and don't nothing hurt you. Don't nothing bother you that you don't go through all the different emotion and experience that everybody go through in circumstances. And so we have to be careful what we respond and how we respond because we don't realize that we're operating out of fear. Fear pretends. It pretends all the time. Fear will pretend. It just don't give you self-deprecating thoughts, but fear will have you pretending that don't nothing affect you. Oh, I'm good. When you're really not good, it's a lie. And not only, not only, do, not only is fear is a lie, but now it got you lying. Fear. Fear will have you believing things that are not true. Not true. Remember I talked about earlier, it's this perception. 
spirit will, will really give you an image or give you, um, uh, show you something. Like, have you ever imagined somebody that you love to die? That's fear. And you have fed off of it. You find yourself crying. You find yourself upset. Like, that's something that's not even true. It hasn't even happened. And here you are living out this whole vision of what fear had just showed you. Fear will show you things that is not true. That's why we have to uproot it. Fear is a liar. And so um, if you grew up in church like me, you grew up around acronyms, right? You grew up around people explaining, uh, 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 giving, putting, just showing you what fear is. I found two acronyms that I thought would be befitting for tonight. One of those acronyms of fear means fear expecting awful results. Somebody that's always thinking that the worst is going to always happen because that happened a time in your life. Listen, listen, you cannot operate in fear because something happened in a season in your life. You can't you can't do that to yourself. That probably served a purpose in your life at that time. That no, that not yet served a purpose at that time. But you cannot be afraid to move forward because of something that you experienced in your in your in a different season of your life. I understand that it hurt you. I understand that you were discouraged. I understand that you was afraid, but you cannot allow that season of your life to affect your future. And that's why I really like this acronym. It says forever expecting awful results. That one thing will have you thinking this is gonna how it's going to be for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you that it's not. I'm telling you that it's fear. I'm telling you that fear is lying to you. It's not going to happen for the rest of your life. It was just that one season. Let that one season be that one season and see God in that season to find out why he did not access in that part of your life. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen for every time you come to a circumstance or a situation. Uproot that thing. Another acronym that I saw was false emotion appearing real. Just like I told you a while ago that we I literally have vision. Something bad happening to one of my loved ones where I was actually crying. And my loved one is in the next room. Fear did that to me. And I know some of us have experienced that too. Fear of my mom dying, fear of my children dying. I'm reminded of a story in Job. Job says, the thing that I have feared has come upon me. That thing that I fear, and I believe that God placed that in there so that we can so that we can acknowledge that we have to be careful of the things that we allow the enemy to put in our mind, the perception that he gives us in fear, the things that he shows us about ourselves and about our family and about our children, and be able to denounce those things. Sometimes we will speak those things out of fear and those things manifest. He said, the, the very thing that I fear is now upon my life. We have to be careful what we release out of our mouths. Blessings or curses. You got to make a choice which one you want. You want blessings or you want curses. But I, I believe that we all want blessings, but we don't even know where to start. And so we're going to start with this thing called fear. So what? So where do fear come from? Where do the root of fear come from? I'm glad you asked. According to Hebrews 2, 14 through 15, and I left my Bible out because I wasn't going to write this scripture down but it's in hebrews 2 14 through 15 and it reads as for as much then as the children 
are partakers of the flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same that through death be might through death be he might i'm sorry the my focus at the bottom through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil let me say that again he says for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood he also himself likewise to part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is that the devil and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage that's where fear come from fear is rooted in the fear of death that's where fear originated from from the fear of death but if i was at church and i was actually preaching i would tell you to touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor but jesus <laughs> but jesus jesus was the one that defeated death and took the power of fear away so when he defeated death he defeated the power of fear so we're no longer bound by fear we have to still go in our lives and do the work to uproot it. But we're not bound by fear. God has took the power away from fear when he died on the cross. So how do we uproot fear? We have to uproot fear by going back in places in our life where we experience fear. Those things that cause us to be fearful. We have to go back. We don't like to go back. People think that they can experience these great traumas in their life and they don't have to go back and do the work to undo what was done. And so you have people going on through life and don't even know that they're really operating out of fear because they haven't even took out the time to realize that the things that they experienced, the trauma that they experienced, place and open a door for the spirit of fear to dwell within them. And so we got to take out the time to go back to our experiences. That's why it's good for you to take counseling. That's why it's good for you to go to the place that hurt you the most, for you to go to the place where, where you was traumatized the most. Some of people experienced losing their moms at a young age, losing their dads at a young age. And so now in their life, they have this overwhelming of fear that everybody in every situation and every circumstances is going to do the same thing that happened to them when they was a kid. That's why they can't have good relationships. That's why they don't communicate for effectively. That's why they they, they lie because fear is a liar and it'll have you lying. That's why they have all these different types of trauma because they didn't go back to the to research their experience i wish i could stay here because a lot of people don't believe that the things that they happened to them in their childhood or their trauma don't still affect them today and they're operating in fear and so we have to research our experience to see what happened in our life and we have to go and open ourselves up to the to the door of seeing that fear is in there remember i told you earlier that fear will have you lying to yourself oh that didn't affect me uh-uh uh -uh. i'm over that now that didn't affect me yes it did because you see it in all your relationships 
You can see it on your job. You can see it with your children. You can see it with your friends. You can see it with your parents. You can, you, it's everywhere. It's affecting. Fear does this to us. Um, so how can, um, how can we defeat, how can we defeat something we don't face? We have to face it. A lot of people don't face the things, the trauma, that the door opening, something opened, something gave access, something you experienced gave fear access. When we have these things that the enemy is using to oppress us, to traumatize us, to torment us, there was an opening. And we have to get and close that door. In order for you to close the door, you got to know where the door was open at. Not only this. But then we must uproot fear. How do we uproot fear? I'm glad you asked. According to John 4 and 18, there is no fear in love. There we go with that love word. You know, I'm a love, love person. This word love said there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. There we go. But who fears have not made perfect in love? He who fear has not been made perfect in love. And me and my friend, my me and my best friend was talking today. And I know I'm not going to get to go through everything that I want to talk to talk about today. But I want to talk about this because I believe this is very important. Me and my friends talked about a scripture today and on my birthday. And we was like in worship and we was in praise and we was thanking God because God has shown himself. God blew our minds today. God have absolutely blew our minds today. God showed us something that was out of his pure, unadulterated love for us. And so when we realize, I believe, like I was telling my friend today, I believe that God give us confirmation for us. The confirmation is not for him. The confirmation is for us. God is not a man that he shall lie or the son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. If he if He told us that he loved us, you can bet everything on it that he's going to love you. And so we don't think that God loves us the way he does. That's why he tells us in his scripture that nothing can separate us from the love of God. But how many of us really do believe that? I know that I believe that, but I believe that there's some parts of me through my experience, through my trauma, don't really fully believe that. And on today, I was able to acknowledge that we don't really believe that he really could love us in the way that he described in his word that he really died for us, that we was a wretch undone. We was wretched and, and a wretch that we weren't even fit to live and, and fit to die like we 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 are these people that turn our backs on God and we walk away from him after he have loved us in a place after he cleansed us and washed us and make us home I started telling my friend in my prayer time that I thank God that when I was polluted in my own vomit he didn't walk away from me that when he saw me polluted in my own blood he didn't walk away from me but he gave me another chance that he loved me out of that place of sin that he loved me out of that place where I messed up over and over and over and over again i believe that if we can get that god loves us in this place that we can cast our fear this is the type of love that he's talking about in this scripture in first john when he talks about there is there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears 
has not been made perfect in his love. And so we got to get to a point where we be made perfect in his love. And how do we be made perfect in his love? To really believe by faith that he died for us and he did it only because he loved us. He defeated death because he loved us. He took away our sins because he loved us. He healed our body because he loved us. This is the only thing that cast out. This is how we uproot fear through the love of God. Everything that we've experienced from him was because of his love. It was said it was his love and kindness that drew us into repentance. We can't even repent without experiencing his love. It was his love that drew us. And so we can uproot fear by believing by faith that God's love is everything to us, everything to us as believers, everything that has to do with our faith. His love, his perfect love, cast it out. When the enemy starts telling you things that's not true, you can begin to speak back. I, I've learned how to speak back to fear. Now, that's not what God says about me. Not only was I called, but I was chosen. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made in him. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that he has prepared for those who love him. Fear. And so when we when we uproot fear with the love of God, make love be made perfect in our lives, then we can uproot fear and then we can be replanted. I'm almost done. We can be replanted by faith. Everything that everything about our Christian walk, everything about who we are in Christ, everything is based on faith. It's our faith. And faith is based on truth and trust. They are mutually exclusive. You can't have one without the other. You got to have truth and you have to have trust. Faith is based off of truth and trust. Faith is not based on all the answers. We don't have to have every answer for every circumstance. That's not what our faith is. Our faith is the substance of things hoped for in the evidence of things not seen. Faith starves our fear. So when you start operating, everything that the end, I want everybody, I know some people on here that's listening. God have told you to do some things. He have told you to do some things and you all hold because of fear. You fear of failing. You fear not it not working out. You fear that it's not going to uh, uh, do what it's supposed to do. You not you fear that it's not going to be like the vision that God has shown you. But I prophetically speak to you today to starve out that fear with your faith and move forward. You got the green light. God showed me a green light today in a supernatural way. I believe that God has given us the green light to move ahead in our life through faith. Starve it out. You've been feeding your fear too long. You've been fearing, you've been feeding it too long. God said you have to learn to start fear out with your faith. Believe by faith. Now, I know it's going to be difficult, but you can move forward. You can move ahead and still believe everything that God promised you. Take one step at a time. Every time you take a step, turn around tomorrow, take another step. When you complete that step, take another. And when you look up, you'll be at the place that you are designed to be. You'll be at the place that you're supposed to be. You'll be at the place where you can look back and say, I defeated fear in this area. And I'm going to continue to defeat fear in every area of my life. Starve it out because now you're being replanted. Every time God tells you to do something, you hear fear, 
That means you're being replanted. He's giving you something else to move by faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. And my scripture, I've already said it, but it comes from Hebrew. Now faith. And I want to take this opportunity to tell you what this now am. Now that you got a word, now that you heard something that you ain't never heard before, now that fear has been exposed, now that fear is can no longer hide in your circumstances, in your situations, in your relationship, and behind your experience, and in your emotion, God says, now faith. The faith that you just got today, the faith that you just received on tonight, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when we have faith and we operate out of faith, faith brings those things into our life, manifest them. Everything that God has given you for this year, if you move by faith, you will see the manifestation of what God has shown you in your life. Listen, you can't become weary in well-doing. You're doing well, sister. Keep doing it. Keep doing it by faith. Keep pleasing God. Don't you know when you do things by faith, even though fear is staring you in your face, you're pleasing God? You're pleasing him. And he promotes those. <laughs> he, he goes about promoting those. Who moving on his behalf. Move by faith tonight. I want to give you an acronym by faith and I'm going to close with this. I'm done for tonight. I'm a little bit over my time. I try to stay under the 30 minutes. But I want faith to be an acronym. Found, applied, indescribable, trust, honored. Let me say that again. This is what faith means in my acronym today. Found. Applied, indescribable, trusted, honored. That's what we're going to give God for now. We're going to give him that kind of faith. We found our faith. We're going to apply it. It's going to be indescribable, trusted, and honored. We're going to honor God with our faith on today. I pray that this lesson has been uh, a blessing to your lives. I thank you all for joining me tonight on my birthday. I am super, super dope about this birthday. I am glad to be alive. I am glad to be here to share the word of God, to share what God has been showing me in my everyday life. Listen, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to uproot fear together. We're going to defeat fear. We're not going to operate our fear. I want to hear testimonies about you moving ahead in your life and going ahead and doing that thing that God showed you to do because you're doing it out of faith. And when you look at that thing that God has given you to do, you look and say, I've been replanted. I, I had to be uprooted out of fear to be replanted. And this thing going to bring out some good fruit. I'm going to see some fruit from this. This type of thing that I'm being uh, uh, replanted in, in my faith, is I'm going to see it in my children, and my children's children, and my children's children, and my children's children's children. Hey, I, that's all I have for tonight. Um, I don't have anything else. I hope you guys take these declarations. I will put them at the bottom of the chat. Uh, once again, thank you for being making this the best day ever on my birthday. I am super hyped about this word. Uh, what other way to celebrate my birthday was with the word of God. I am a person that loves the word of God and I apply it and I make it applicable for my life. Oh, apical. Let me, because some people be trying to correct me. Apical for my life. I just like using the word apical because it just reminds me to apply it. But um, um, I want you to take this and use everything that I gave you. Remember, fear is a liar. Don't you allow fear to lie to you anymore. Don't you sit behind your fear and play like don't nothing bother you. 
but you uproot that thing out your life so you can live the abundance life that God has caused you to live. I don't have anything else. I want to pray with you guys tonight, as I always do. Um, I want to lift you up. I want to pray that you operate in this faith and be re replanted in faith um, the way God has caused us to live in our life every day. And so, Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We thank you for this day. Truly, you have made this day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you have exceeded our expectations, Lord God, that you have given us more than what we could ask. Uh, uh, ask or think God. We thank you, Lord God, that we have exposed the spirit of fear, Lord God, and we have confessed out of our mouths that we no longer want to operate out of the spirit of fear. Lord God, we want to uproot every root of fear in our life, Lord God, and we declare through Jesus Christ that we will be replanted in faith, Lord God. Everything that we do from now on, Lord God, is going to be by faith and not by sight, Lord God. We're going to move by faith, Lord God. We're not going to allow the enemy to discourage us anymore. We're not going to allow the enemy to lie to us anymore. We're not going to allow the enemy to tell us that we cannot do things that you have told us in your word that we can do all things through Christ that gives us strength, Lord God. You said that your perfect love, the love that you show on Calvary, the love that you showed that could never be separated from us, that type of love cast out fear, Lord God. We're gonna we're gonna hold on to that type of love, Lord God, and we're gonna use that that word, Lord God, to cast out everything that the enemy has said and done in our life based out of fear, Lord God. We pray for those that don't know you, Lord God. We pray for salvation of the loved ones that don't know you, Lord God. I don't know who don't know you today, Lord God, but we lift them up to you today, Lord God. And we pray even if they get to watch this, Lord God, that they will confess you as Lord and Savior and Lord God and accept you in their life, Lord God. And they will move from fear to faith, Lord God. They will move from death to life, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that your word be rooted in our hearts, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that we won't allow the enemy to come to steal it, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that we won't allow the cares of life to choke out your word on tonight, Lord God, but it's rooted in our life, Lord God, and it's anchored in our hearts, Lord God, so that we can bear fruit, Lord God, that everything that you have said and promised in our life, Lord God, will be manifested in Jesus' name. So we thank you all today, Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the glory that all belongs to you in Jesus' Jesus name, the name that's above all names. And at that name, every demon in hell it will, will tremble, Lord God, and be fearful under that name. And every tongue will confess, everything will confess that you are Lord of our life, God. And so we pray in Jesus name. Hallelujah, Lord God. And we thank you. And amen. We thank God for that prayer and prayer of faith. Listen, I will tell you, sis, be wise. Have understanding, create your own boldness and seek your own change. That's all I have for tonight. I'm going to be on Facebook thanking you guys for all my birthday wishes. I love y'all. Thank you so much for um, tuning in tonight. And let me see. I see my uncle. Uh, see my, I have to say my uncle. I see my friends on here. I see my cousin, um, Betty. I see my friend Talina. Hey, friend. My friend Darkus. My friend Carlos. My friend Kimmy. Uh, my Aunt Didi. Um, Kim. Hey, Kim. Welcome to East Talk. And I thank you. I see people on my YouTube. Thank you so much for joining me on tonight. This was the best gift. Just support me. I don't require much, but I do 
love your support. I love you guys on tonight. Thank you so, so much for making this the best day ever. And I will see you guys next Thursday.